fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey, everybody. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, and I am joined by... Oh my gosh, I think he's like becoming my favorite vet ever. <laughs> and I think it's because I can, I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to, first, this is Dr. Zach. And Dr. Zach and I, we just found out that we could have met at an event in Miami, what, a year ago. Um, and we didn't. We were both speakers, but we spoke at different times. And then we met in Las Vegas mm -hmm. because we were speaking on a panel at a CBD expo yeah. about pets and cannabis. And um, when I saw that I was speaking with a vet, I was like, oh, cool. Ooh, wait, is this going to be another one of those situations where I sit on a panel where um, a CBD company has hired a vet to come on and they know nothing about the endocannabinoid system, medical cannabis. They're just there to promote whatever it is that company's doing. So let's say nine times out of 10, it's a broad spectrum product, um, which we know why, because vets have to be careful of the THC. For now. Um, for We're now. Working on that. So, um, but it's not even that. It's literally a vet who sees an opportunity to, to make some money and get involved in this wonderful um, industry that's blooming. Um, but they don't know anything about the medicine. So I got excited and then I was like, oh gosh, is this another person that I'm going to have to argue with about the THC? Is this person really going to know? And then I walked and I honestly thought I was going to see an old white man. Um, <laughs> so I walked up and sure enough, there was an old white man there, but then there was this guy and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and um, who, the, who is this? That's the vet? <laughs> hmm. I'm intrigued. This little doogie hauser. Hmm. I'm intrigued. And then I spoke to you and, um, and then it was magic because he has studied the medicine. He knows all about it. And um, let's just say our conversations, you know, were amazing from that point on. And we fell in love. And now we're trying to figure out how the hell we're going to take on this holistic cannabis pet world that we're in and how we're going to make changes and how we're going to I feel like education is power. So I always say as the pet owner, you're the one that is in charge of their life. You are the one that knows your pet more than anyone. And you need to trust that. But we want to give you the tools to know when you can freak out and when not to. But there are people out in the world who there are still vets who are telling their um, clients that cannabis will kill their pet, that THC will kill their pet, that CBD will kill their pet. And I hear this on a weekly basis. So here's a vet and he's going to tell you, like we share with you all the time when we bring on these wonderful vets, that it will not kill your pet. And the reason that he can say that is because he understands how the medicine works and that it's impossible to kill your pet or anyone, if you're using a pure whole plant medicine, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, 
uh, it's long story short, yes. Um, the way in which we can become harmed by cannabis, um, unless there's a very, very small collection of conditions that we have to be super cautious with, um, the ways in which we can get harmed is if a human adulterates that product. And so that's why um, as we work towards finding ways to integrate the applications of cannabis in the classic Western pharmaceutical medicine theory, theory and the way in which we um, problem solve in the, the world of medicine right now is to find ways that we can, number one, create a safety approach that allows us to track from the moment that cannabis is considered and then tried to be created into a medicine to make sure that that process is always vetted and then to use it in the ways in which we know it can be helpful in a practice that will not be radical. In which when I say that, I mean like in terms of saying we're going to go low and slow and we're going to monitor and document over time and we're going to make sure things aren't getting worse. In my position, when I started getting into this, um, this entire world of a secret society, um, I did. I took the exact opposite approach, it seems, from people I work with and, and that are interested in it um, and that are, that are tied to some companies. And I want us all to be a, a community because, you know, there's so, many, there's so many things that involve cannabis that everyone's going to know something maybe you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, though, the way in which I approached it and the reason why I'm here now is because I met humans and saw humans that had succeeded by applying cannabis to something that had no other option. And in a world that you're taught in school that everything has to be evidence-based medicine that's done in a structured, rigorous pattern and is written in a format that is the only way for you to say that something works, I, through this experience of meeting these people that were alive completely opposite of that, of what I was taught, that to me didn't make sense. And it stimulated curiosity. Awesome. And that's why we're here now. Thank goodness yeah. that happened. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I find that that a lot of, you know, vets are set in their ways mm -hmm. and they've been doing it one way or another. And or we talked about intent. What's the intent behind? Is this person a vet who want, who and most are, out to help animals and want to help don't cause any harm? Of course. Or are the are there the ones that want to make a lot of money and you know the care of their animals aren't isn't their number one priority? Right. So that's going to exist everywhere, anywhere, any industry. But what's amazing to me is that what you're talking about you don't want to happen to the the plant is already happening in the human world. They've already yeah. taken it and they've already have uh, two or three now drugs on the human market that are isolates mm -hmm. or um, synthesized versions of THC so that they could bypass the FDA and get pat, you know, get approved and get out there when this plant grows out of the ground and is all natural. And when you squeeze the flower, you get the medicine all natural. Why can't we just get it like that? You know? Um, so now in the pet industry, and you, you should tell me if you see this, in the pet industry, I, I didn't even think about um, the people that would make shitty products or just do it to get rich. I didn't even 
think that we would have to go back to square one and do everything that we did in the human industry. We had to go back and repeat and prove and whatever in the pet industry. Do you find that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, hello, it didn't kill any humans. We've proven that every uh, research, every study has been tested on animals and no animals died, but people continue to say there's no research. Every step of the way, there's, there's oxymorons. It's, it's, it's when you break it down, it's surprisingly perplexing how we are being hypocritical every step of the way. And so, I mean, that's where we're at right now. And that's why combining education with creating a product is super important because the education will allow us to establish a groundwork of truly what's factual. Right. And when you have a lot of information coming out that is influential, but the validity behind it is not robust, that's where the disconnect occurs. And whether it's a company that has a great marketing team that is able to create perpetual exposure a company that has one study behind it that that's what they're saying is the best thing and they have something that says that they're the best and no one else can beat it that is that true or is that not true we don't know but it's what's being perpetually exposed on us now it's time to sift through the um, oppression mm-hmm. and really like i said i the way in which i did it is a little opposite of everyone else i learned the anatomy the physiology the molecular biology of the plant cannabis and the endocannabinoid system and why the heck a plant, which is a completely different kingdom of, 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 of a creature on this earth, was able to influence in a positive way 30 plus metabolic processes, both in physiology and pathophysiology in our body. How does that make sense? Let's worry about that first. Right. And then we can say, how are we going to do this in the most safe and effective way? As a veterinarian right now, um, I am so strictly limited on what I can say and what I know is true. But what we can do is discuss and we can talk about it and we can um, also then use the great strides in the human space to then allow someone like you who has a vast amount of knowledge as well, apply the efficacy component and help people to say, listen, low and slow, we have a lot of things that we need to be cautious of, but that's not to be scared of. We need to work low and slow and then we can be effective. The veterinarians, what can we do right now? We can promote safety and we can monitor and document and support someone like you who has this liberative opportunity to help pet parents become empowered and to help pets increase their quality of life. The first thing I say to someone who gets me on the phone or an email or a message on social media that goes, my dog seizures stop. My dog got up and walked. My dog's tumor is gone. As I say, please contact your vet and let them know what you did so that you educate your vet because they're not taught about the endocannabinoid system. They're not taught about diet and nutrition. If you're lucky enough to have a vet who's gone out and learn and continues to um, educate themselves, you're so lucky. Um, And they may be the vet that doesn't know enough about cannabis. So I always tell them, go out and tell your vet because you are letting them know here is another success story. So at least the vet will say, I don't know anything about it. I can't recommend it, but I've heard some great things about it. So that's what we have a a lot of relationship with vets who are in your situation where he can't recommend it. He can't talk about it. Um, California, you know, a lot of the vets that we've had are from California. Um, are allowed to talk about it openly or even recommend it or have found a way, but they've had to fight to make that right happen. 
otherwise it's this very vague uh, situation where you have no idea whether your vet board is going to be okay in your state or not okay. And it's not worth a vet losing their license over it. And that's the fear that's out there. So that's why your vet is not recommending it, prescribing it and telling you all about it because they're too scared to. And that's bullshit. We'll be right back after this. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with Dr. Zach, and we were just talking about that. I don't even people think people know that um, cannabis companies, even pet CBD companies, are company people aren't allowed to leave reviews about how they used the product and it helped them. It's ridiculous. We do anyway, um, but at some point, I know I'll get a letter because I've already been turned in by somebody that we know. Um, So I know I'll eventually get a letter telling me that I can. And I think that's ridiculous that people now can't, they're suppressing it so much that they don't even want people to be able to tell their own stories. And to me, that is just ridiculous. Which reminds me, we have a Facebook group where we can talk about anything. Um, It's God, they're going to kill me. CBD Holistic Pet Advice, I believe, is the Facebook group. Um, I think you can find it from my page and from CBD uh, Dog Health's page, where we are able to, you know, talk about things. You can people communicate with each other what they did, what worked. So that's kind of a nice open forum. Believe it or not, or not on Facebook, which I'm not necessarily a fan of. Um, but one of my favorite uh, things about having Dr. Zach here is really having 
I mean, he'll t- he's completely honest. So we can talk about everything. Uh, we can talk about um, Apoquil. We can talk about Cushing's disease. And, you know, we, we started the conversation with Cushing's disease because of how many dogs suffer from it and, and how this disease makes no sense because there can be two, t- two versions of it. Um, we're not sure what one of them, what causes one of them, but we know there's all of these dogs that have it. Um, and why we started talking about it is because we get a lot of um, pet parents who turn to CBD to turn to our full spectrum products and our salves um, because their dogs have little tumors all over them. And I don't know, is this most of the time? Is there any other disease that causes that? Uh, it's, it's hard to really decide and to say, but honest, in a grand scheme of things, and you zoom out, not really that I can think of. Yeah, so it's like, it's really easy to spot. And I have a grooming and boarding business. So it's really easy for me to spot a dog with Cushing's now because they have the little papillomas mm-hmm. all over them. They're popping up everywhere. They usually have eye issues. They have the pot belly. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have the terrible skin. They have yeah. that slight stench. Alopecia on the sides. They lose their hair. A right. Bit. Yeah. So, so um, to me, I see it so often. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is, is that we have so many people that are using the uh, full spectrum extract and salves, the oils and salves for the warts and tumors. And the um, and some of the symptoms of Cushing's are disappearing. So along with the tumors going away and get go, you know disappearing off the body, you know parent pet parents aren't having to wake up in the middle of the night several times to either let them out to pee or get something to drink. So it actually was a pet parent that said to us, you know, is it possible that it's helping my dog's Cushing's? And we were like. Yeah. I don't know. When you told me about that, I was blown away. But then when you really look at what is Cushing's disease, Cushing's is really hyperadrenal corticism. Basically, you are creating more cortisol in your body. And how does it happen? Both processes are neoplastic. They're both cancer. It's not a malignant type of cancer, but it is an over excessive production of cells that produce an over excessive amount of a hormone. So why in theory, although again, we don't have evidence-based medicine to prove it, when you have these reports of people coming back, that should incite curiosity, yeah. in me at least. And I'm blown away when you told me about that. You told me something there that I was, I would have never thought about. And that's a great, um, that's a great example of a disease process that maybe isn't considered life-threatening. And that's a lot of times where, for example, drugs get, um, you talked about it before, how they get um, passed to be more approved quicker. Because it's like, there's no other option. This, these people are suffering. This animal is suffering. We need to find an answer quickly. Right. But this is a process that actually, like you described, causes a decreased quality of life in so many different ways. And if that's not a reason to say, maybe we should follow this through, then, then I don't know what is. Because this animal is not enjoying life as much as it should. And we can maybe improve it to do better. And we have something that has not been shown to ever kill an animal in the history of the world. So why are we so hesitant to say this animal's life could be better? I don't have any reason to say that we shouldn't try it. And you know why I think, not to interrupt you, but do you know why I think Cushing's is what we hear and get asked the most about? Because it interrupts the owner's life. It does, exactly. Your dog that you've slept with in your bed for your entire life, now you have to get up repeatedly during the night 
and to, to go give them water or let them go out. So, um, that's what I heard from pet parents is like, it's, I, I haven't slept through the night in however many years. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now my new advice is give them a dose at night before bedtime. And you go ahead and take a dose too, because you're going to sleep really (laughs) good tonight. And I can't say any of that yet as a doctor. I I wish I could. I, I mean, there's, and there's, there's a collection of examples like this, cognitive dysfunction, dementia for dogs. Like that is not life threatening, but what it does is it creates such a profound and progressive loss of quality of life that this animal is not having the time of its life anymore. And the people are watching this at home and it's a helpless feeling. And it's like, we almost cope or we say that it's okay to deal with this and that because you know, other things are fine. They're eating still, but is just eating and sleeping all day a life to live? No. Can we improve it? And if we can, how can we improve it? It's not just the medicine that we have so far that's FDA approved. We need to start giving these things other opportunities. And is it homeopathy? Is it something that's a supplement? Yes, maybe it is for now. Um, well, it's not a supplement at all. Actually, to tell you the truth, we can't even say that word still. It's, it's crazy what we well, can't I don't, say. You know what? We don't even consider it a supplement. We consider it a whole plant food. Exactly. It is a whole plant that does all these things. So whether we eat it, yeah. whether we squeeze it and take the oil. It's globally nutritious to your body. Exactly. It is, it is um, It's just a wonderful thing that should be in everyone's diet every day. Um, we are... Um, we love to talk about, this is what, he's young, okay? And he's talking about degenerative diseases and old age, which I feel like so little people don't even recognize that their dogs go through the same things we do. Um, and even I didn't. I didn't even think about, okay, we get older, we get arthritis, we get, you know, these things. I always talk about, we have to change our diet. We have to change what we're doing because our body's like, nope, you are not having dairy anymore. You are not having gluten. You're not having this shit anymore. And the same thing happens to pets. So if they're being fed a kibble diet their whole life, and then they become seniors, geriatric, that's when the issues start happening. And then the issues are usually degenerative or a Cushing's um, or something that has to do with old age. And instead of figuring it out and um, helping their immune system and help their body through this, they end up getting a prescription drug usually for pain. And then it's kind of like a downward spiral. Then there's a side effect and then there's whatever. And then our dog's not looking at us or being their dog anymore. And it's waking us up every night. So let's back up to when our dogs become seniors, um, when our dogs, the issues start um, happening and what can we do to support that? Um, What have you found? Like, you know, I I looked up the other day because uh, I think I told you this when Odie started having issues was when he was uh, 11 years old and he stopped going up and down the steps because he was in pain. Mm -hmm. So that's how I recognized he was in pain. He'd literally look at me and be like, I can't, go up. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, and I immediately took him to the vet and, you know, started with brain tumor to nothing. Nobody never said, well, he's this age. So he's just getting older and nine out of 10 dogs in my research suffer from some sort of degenerative myelopathy, some sort of degenerative disc nerve. So why isn't anybody telling this? Why isn't anybody going just like us? 
you know, hey, take your vitamins, eat your broccoli, whatever, because this happens as you age. Why aren't we talking about this in dogs? Because we live in a, a reactive medicine age where we live in a period where we wait till something has happened and occurred. And then we say, okay, we have something to mitigate it. But, and you're hundred percent correct. Uh, you know, as, as I've talked to you a little bit about my, I am interested very much so in creating a preventative regenerative movement as we've done in humans. Now we have a very strong idea of what it, you know, the word that they use a lot with it is anti-aging, but I mean, that's true. We have dogs now that are living longer lives that we have deep capabilities of keeping around longer for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, maybe it's not anti-aging for dogs, but preventative and regenerative is going to become very relevant soon. And we should, we need to start understanding that, you know, a food that's fortified to meet the needs of dogs, right? Macro, micronutrients, but are they really getting a global um, health profile for what is needed at the right concentrations or the right amounts that is needed for their specific situation. Right. You know, an animal that has heart disease may need a completely different concoctions and vitamins and minerals on a regular basis to help reduce the rate at which things are going to degenerate. Right. Because we all have, you know, we're, we're not infinite creatures. We're finite. We all have a time period where our bodies continue to degrade. But what can you do? You can nourish and create a healthy environment from the beginning of the start so that you don't have this opportunity then at the end to say, could have we done two more? Could we have done more? Right. Are we just being reactive? No, we can be preventative and regenerative. And and I think that that is something we need to take into account. So if we know that um, cannabis is a neuroprotectant and an antioxidant, then take it. Give it to your dog and yourself because it is going to protect your brain and your whole body and, you know, I, we make the joke of that I'm 80 years old. This is, you know, what, but seriously, I watch the old dogs that come to the farm that I get. And as people, as our listeners know, I get them when they've given up. So I have nothing to lose. And I just put them on cannabis. I figure out what they're, um, what they need and whether if they're suffering from seizures or Cushing's or whatever it is, figure out their diet, which sometimes takes, you know, a week or two to figure it out. But does the dog still have Cushing's? Does the dog still have um, issues? Yes. But is the dog pain-free? Is the dog happy? Is the dog running around in the yard? Is it barking with the pack? Is it doing all these? That's what's beautiful. Dogs don't know they have the disease. They just know something hurts, so I ain't getting up today. Um, My back hurts. I'm going to stop getting up and walking. And then as we know, they sit and then the muscle starts to deteriorate and it gets even harder for it to reverse. But, you know, that's my favorite thing about, um, medical cannabis and CBD for full spectrum for dogs is, or any of our pets is because what it's going to do is get rid of the pain and inflammation and inflammation causes disease. So if we're going to get rid of the inflammation, then we're helping them be proactive against the disease. Now, of course, we have to support their immune system, which lives in their gut. So finding their the right diet is, I mean, there's so much information out there. You can't talk about the, the gut today. The gut is no, we is can't. too involved and, and profound. But don't be scared of it because, um, you know, you saw me today. I went out and saw somebody's poop and was like, ooh, wee, you know. Um, because yesterday I fed everybody quinoa and yams. Uh, you know, with no, no meat to just kind of, you know, 
change it up and do a cleanse and see what happened. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, there was a lot of turmeric and it was very orange. Okay, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, let's see what we can do to kind of support if you do have an elderly pet. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Green Peak Peak with Richard Zwicky. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back. It's a dog's life. I'm here with Dr. Zach, um, and we're talking about Cushing's and degenerative diseases. What is what are some things that you think pet parents can do? I mean, of course, I say CBD, full spectrum. What a diet, of course. What else? Um, I, I want to empower people to also go and you tell me if this is the wrong information to go in with to their vet and go this is what I need to know. This is what I've saw. This is, you know, what I, is this what you want from someone that comes in and you'd be able to go, yeah, this, this, and this. Well, I, that's an age that I'm very much looking forward to as you probably are as well. And pet parents want to as well. The, the Do you hear that pet parents? <laughs> they want you to talk to them. They want you to communicate and then they want you to listen. Do not be an asshole because this happens to me on a daily basis. So I can't even imagine what vets go through, but you can't take their information and then not do anything with it. And then come back a month later and go, it's worse. And for us to go, not us, I'm not a vet, but for you to go, well, did you do what I said last time? And you didn't. So understand the frustration, but yes, go in there and say, this is what I've, um, I've been experiencing. This is what's happening. What can I do? And then listen and do it. Especially if you have a vet like this. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough in a short period of time to travel the entire country and to work in different socioeconomic environments, different um, establishments, general practice, emergency surgical situations, you know, all, just such a, an eclectic mix um, in a very concentrated, rapid period of time. And what I found is that in every single situation, in every level of medicine, um, we're dealing with the exact same thing. We're dealing with two groups of humans. We have the doctor side and we have the pet parent side, both of which want nothing but to make this creature then the third component happier and healthier. And what it does is it means that there has to be a level of balance and there has to be a level of equilibrium and acceptance on either side and give and take. And you're creating a relationship and that relationship is integral then to what both sides want, which is for this creature to have a happy and healthy life. And that's a responsibility for both of us and for each side to be okay with saying that, look, this is what we have and this is my opinion, but what are you capable of and what can you do and what are you seeing? It's about communication, like you said. And if there's anything that has been paramount to what um, my success in that environment has been is that I've understood that back in the day, I was not the best communicator. What has allowed me to become comfortable in every situation is to give myself and to be completely transparent and say, listen, this is what I know I was taught and what I think is the best. And this is what I've learned over time. Is this something you're capable of? And if you're not, then let's work together and find a solution. Awesome. Oh, I can't even imagine my vet saying that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. Um, he's going to join me as much as possible. I'm going to make him whether he likes it. <laughs> so we met in Vegas, but found out we only live four hours away from each other. So yeah. he's going to be back. Um, that 305. <laughs> yeah, the 305, <laughs> which I, where I'm from. So I, this is this is this is kismet. This is supposed to, to happen. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.